days fly by when it's But you're caught up in the minute Mind your own vignettes Mind your own days Hello! Woo! <laughs> happy Monday! Happy, happy Monday! Hope you guys had a great weekend. Beautiful weekend. It's just us this time. We're yes. so sorry. Yeah. No guests. <laughs> There's no guests. But Maybe happy, that... happy topic. <laughs> happy topic. Happy topic. Guys, we're going to talk about... What are we talking about, Dylan? We're going to talk about <laughs> traveling and travel. Travel. Traveling. Travel, travel, travel. <laughs> travel. <laughs> Do you have a cabin fever? Are you tired of being alone? Is it hard to meet people? Do you find yourself looking out the window thinking, God, I hate it here. (laughs) (laughs) Is the rain starting to affect your mental health? Fear no longer. (laughs) Fear no longer. Travel is all about this episode, which Dylan and I have quite a bit of experience about. Oh, yeah. Shocker. We're going to start talking about traveling today um, because we really are obsessed with traveling and we really miss it. And honestly, COVID's really getting to the best of us. And all I can think about and look up are traveling tips and tricks and places and vacation spots to go to. And I'm not even, I haven't even gotten on a plane in so long. Take a breath. I know. (laughs) It hurts my soul. I remember there was a time where I was on a plane like every two, three weeks when I got home, I was like, I do not want to go on a plane for an, at least a year. Yeah. And now I hate myself for <laughs> saying that or ever thinking that. It's funny the little things that we take for granted. And then once it's stripped away from you, you're like, wow, that little annoying lineup. Like, I love going to the airport. Love it. I, I, I can't. I love waiting in line. It brings me joy. <laughs> when they pat me down, I'm like, I hope they find something. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Hmm. take a dabble take a frisk i'm like did i throw that out (laughs) yeah but so many people have cabin fever right now oh yeah i have cabin fever right now i have i have a fever yeah (laughs) of 101 degrees (laughs) post-vaccination post-vaccination oh yeah guys update we've been vaccinated super exciting get Um, vaccinated people yeah do it and if you don't well, don't listen to this episode because you're not going to be able to travel. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to be stuck at home if you're not going anywhere. Boom cha. <laughs> so, what is cabin fever? Uh, well, for me, okay. Well, I get cabin fever just alone from staying in my house. But cabin mm. fever is basically just like, I think it's just the idea that when you're stuck in a yeah. spot for too long, you get this like anxiety, anxiousness. Yeah. And I mean, I get that quite often. And I think in this last year, I, this whole time, I've just been thinking about I want to go on a plane and just yeah. leave. And just, I don't care where. Yeah. Bora Bora, Afghanistan. I'll, I'll, Afghanistan. I'll, I'll go. <laughs> All of them. Excursions. I know. But COVID really set back my 20s a couple years because I was really excited to try out all these traveling places and have all these bucket list places that I wanted to go to. And I was slowly fulfilling them year after year. And now I'm like on a huge pause. Did you have any plans this, like the last year that you were going somewhere and then had to get canceled? Well, I didn't have it booked yet, but I really wanted to go to Sri Lanka. Mm. Oh, that yeah, was like, talking about that. yeah, that was like my main thing. Like I wanted to go and do like three weeks volunteering and then like three weeks, tr- like backpack traveling. And mm-hmm. so that was like my whole thing. And like, oh gosh, I was so excited. Like that was something, you know, traveling is just something you can look forward to. Yeah. There's something the light at the, at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And it's like, okay, you can work this hard because you know that there's like something to work towards. Yeah. It's like an it, adult goal. It is. And I think it's also something our generation, I think, takes 
pretty seriously in the sense. I think our generation is more, I mean, the accessibility to travel is, is way, way more yeah. prevalent now than it was for older generations. Yeah. I mean, like I was supposed to go to Hawaii last year, but of course fucking COVID we can't mm-hmm. go to the States and obviously I don't want to go to the States. Yeah. Because the States was like blowing up hardcore. Yeah. It was like a shit show. Yeah. And I think I am planning on going to Hawaii though <laughs> next year. Hopefully. Next well, year. Yeah. I thought you meant this year. Well, no, I'm going to go this year, but I'm going to go next year too. Oh, okay. I'm going to go twice. Okay. Double dip. Privileged. I, well, <laughs> no, it's, it's been a while. I need to go more than once. I know. I know. <laughs> I need to make up for the year I didn't go. Dylan was like, do you want to go to Hawaii at the end of the year? I was like, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> do you have to ask me twice? Get double vaccinated. We can go. Yeah. So, um, I think there's like a certain component of the importance of traveling. And mm-hmm. I find that like there's a significant, sometimes there's like a significant difference between people who you know that have not been out of their continent yeah. and people that have. Yeah. And there's just like this different understanding and perspective of life and people and the way society and culture works when mm-hmm. you've been able to get out of your entire like just comfort zone yeah like north america is so generic like if you go to europe it's completely different i mean i haven't been but it's probably a completely different world like going to australia was a completely different world for me going to asia like it's all completely different like my best friend went to africa Mm -hmm. which was like sounded amazing and it's humbling i think yeah because also europe is quite it's not the same as North America, but it is similar in certain aspects and that it's like westernized societies. Yeah. And like if you when you go to places that are like third world, quote unquote, classified as such, yeah. you do learn a lot and you also learn to like appreciate where you come from mm-hmm. a lot more. Because I think a lot of people complain about where they live and 100%. they've never gone anywhere else. Yeah. And it's like, wait till you go somewhere else. People complain about like our transit system here sucks. Have you tried the transit system in Vietnam? <laughs> have you tried buses in fucking like nicaragua it's a shit show it's a fucking shit show yeah like we have it very good here yeah or i hate it when people complain about like our water they're like <laughs> oh you're not even like tap water here is like whatever like just get your fill i'm like have you tried tap water you drink tap water anywhere, anywhere else, else hepatitis yeah. <laughs> it's disgusting <laughs> like worms in the stomach cholera <laughs> yeah <laughs> like if you can't, other countries drink bottled water. Yeah, like you will get sick. Like Even in Europe, <laughs> they don't drink tap water. You shouldn't. It's disgusting. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Chlorinated. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I, I personally, I encourage everyone, if you can, to go travel outside of your continent. Get outside of your comfort zone. Get outside of your culture and your society. Try something new. It's exciting. You get to meet new people, see new places, get a whole new perspective of life. And... I honestly think it makes everyone a better person. What do you, would you, what do you think is the biggest thing you learned when, upon, like, with traveling? What did you learn about yourself? Because I find that when you go traveling, you, you do learn a lot. Yeah. About yourself because you have a lot of time to yourself, especially mm-hmm. if you're going. Obviously, the difference between family trips and traveling alone, and I think you've done that alone, so you have that experience. What, what did you learn about yourself yeah. while doing it? Well, traveling alone, I think it is like. A huge milestone for anybody because traveling alone isn't that easy. I did it like I was pretty smart about it. I decided to choose a place where they were still speaking English yeah. by myself as a girl. I was 19, so I was like very young. Um, but I think the 
best lesson that I learned was being open to meeting people that were out of my norm Mm -hmm. and like not being judgmental and being accepting that everybody is different. No one's the same. Um, And also being like way more open to trying new experiences. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, I would not have gone cliff jumping on that like 14 foot cliff if like I was in if I wasn't with like all these random guys in Australia or I probably wouldn't have done like, you know, certain things if I wasn't because you're kind of put into the state of like a bubble. You're in survival mode and you're just like, hey, like as soon as I remember as soon as I landed that plane, like in Australia, I basically was like, all right, you're by yourself this is your trip this is your journey this is your story like you're going to grab fucking life by the horns you're gonna take it by storm i was like you're gonna meet people you're gonna go places you're gonna like be friends with the locals like you know like i would just like i made more of an effort to be friends with locals actually Mm -hmm. because like they know what's going on there and also like yes i am gonna say hi to tim that freaking like was my barista every <laughs> every Wednesday when I go to the coffee shop, you know, and like FaceTime my my mom or something. Mm-hmm. So I think there was those little lessons. <clears throat> and then also um, huge lesson was kind of I realized that I can fucking do anything I want. Mm-hmm. Like really, like I do have the potential to do what I want. Like I can book a flight by myself. I can like um, get to a destination even though it's super, super far. Like I can go places and partner up with someone and have a huge little like trip with them and it not like you know like the independence factor for me was huge Mm -hmm. i was just like wow i don't actually need help like i I am fully capable to do everything myself Mm -hmm. yeah did you learn any lessons (laughs) (laughs) would you say they're the same (laughs) i would say they're the same i mean like that was the biggest thing is that i felt like before i went traveling i was a lot more cautious yeah and would think honestly I would think a lot before doing certain things mm-hmm. and like when I went traveling I learned to be more spontaneous and go with the flow because yeah. sometimes the best experiences are not planned and they're not they're just like you go on a whim and you just do it yeah like I find that like when you uh when someone like asks you like I had one time someone asked you they're like do you want to go check out this random waterfall in the rainforest and I don't know this person. And I was like, sure, why not? I mean, obviously thinking back, I could have been murdered. But yeah. at the same time, <laughs> it was a beautiful waterfall. Yeah. <laughs> and I not taken that chance. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't have seen it. And like, it's one of those things that I learned that like, you have to, like life is so short and you really have to grasp the opportunities when they come to you. And I think traveling taught me that like, you need, when someone, an opportunity arises, you, you should go for it and yeah. you should just push yourself. And that's the other thing too. I learned that like I was totally capable of surviving on my own. And yeah. like I went to many countries that did not. I think I only went to one country that spoke English, which was the UK. Wow. Every other country I went to did not speak English. And for the most part, the locals did not speak English. Mm-hmm. So it was very difficult having to navigate and survive. Yeah. Because every day to day you're you're like, where am I gonna eat? What am I gonna do today? You have to decide should I eat today or should I go look at that, go on this cool tour? Like I don't know, it's very much like how do you you make split decisions? Yeah, and I don't know. I found that I I I grew so much to traveling, and I became way more confident just because I was like, wow, I could do all these things, and I've lived these experiences. Yeah, it's almost like, and I feel like you and I have a lot of friends that aren't from here, 
Yeah. And it's kind of interesting to hear their experiences coming here and how like they only plan to be here for like a couple months or mm-hmm. like like a year. And then all of a sudden it's like four years later and they're considering this as their new home. Yeah. Like that can very much be a reality because like you make so many great connections and you're just you just feel so at home somewhere else. Yeah, it's it's true. There was I mean, there was I don't think I ever the only place I really was like I want to live here would be like Hawaii. Yeah. Most of the other countries I went to, I was like, I don't know if I could live here. Yeah. I could stay here for a while. But eventually, it, I think that's one thing is I learned to appreciate home. home. Yeah. And Canada and Vancouver so much. Just because, like, even when you travel, it's amazing how many people appreciate Canada. Oh, and my gosh. how many people love. I was like a celebrity oh, when they, I was away. They were like, you're Canadian? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> the minute they find out you're not American. Yeah. They they roll out the they, red carpet. They literally, they're just like they, they're in love with you. They want to sleep with you. No, I'm just <laughs> no, but they're they're just they're like they just think that you're living in like the greatest country on earth. Which yeah. of course I'm like, hey, we got a lot of problems. Yeah. Trust me. But once you go to other places, you really do learn to appreciate. Like, for one thing that I learned is Canada is very organized. Yeah. Other countries aren't. What's what seems to us is disorganized. Obviously, it works for them. Mm-hmm. But like. The way that we drive here is so much more organized oh, than I know. how other countries do it. If I could, if I drove and like on the well, highway, all you have to do is go right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, literally, other countries, the stop exit. signs don't exist. They yeah. just keep going. It's like in, in Vietnam. There's oh. this thing where you, when you cross the street, you cars don't stop. No, no, no one stops for you. You actually have to just walk at the same pace, not changing the speed. And in if order you keep to survive, going, yeah. If you keep going at the same pace, everyone will go around you. But if you hesitate and pause, you're going to get your ass hit by a bike. No, I've never had such a like flash of my life than I did in China on a four-way intersection. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was like there was no green or red lights. It was just like people, scooters, Going. Vespas, buses. It was like, it was like, <laughs> and they don't crash. No, no. It's That's like what blew my system. mind. I was like, how? Because you know, if that worked, that happened here. There'd be dead bodies all over the Yeah, world. it'd be insane. I was watching like a police like training course going on at like the four way intersection and like it was just pure madness. Yeah, are like, like, why are there people in the middle of the street? They <laughs> don't know how to direct traffic. Yeah. Everyone's do I go or do I not go? <laughs> it was like there was a green light, but like all the cars were stopped. And I was yeah. just like, This is so scary. Meanwhile in Thailand there's a guy on a bike with a goat in the bike. And yeah. They're, they're fine. Everyone's like, It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense to them. <laughs> cows on the road yeah (laughs) no one's hitting the cow but i mean like i guess like would you consider coming to canada like a luxury travel maybe for other people yeah i think other countries really like like i think like vancouver alone is on the top of the list for a lot of people yeah and i was surprised how many people knew about vancouver me because i didn't think people would but then i think also because the olympics that kind of helped yeah i mean yeah when i said more of a world-class city which blows my mind i'm like it's not that nice. yeah it was weird because like sometimes i'd be like yeah i'm from canada and they'd be like oh where in canada i'll be like vancouver or british columbia yeah. and they'll say they'll know british columbia but they won't know vancouver but yeah. everybody knows saskatchewan because yeah, they just because they just love saying it they're like oh are you from sask one time i was i was working and i was like serving this australian couple and they were like oh are you from saskatoon saskatchewan and i was like no 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 i'm from vancouver they're like, and he's like so you're not from Saskatoon. And I'm like, bitch, no, I just said it. And he's just like, sorry, I just really had to say it. Like, I, like he was just like, I've always wanted to say it, honey. I Haven't I always wanted to say it? And I was like, oh my God, Kate, get me out of here. I was like, I'm not from good old Saskatoon. Do you have, um, do you have uh, advice 
on traveling? Unless you you. Um, no. I, I mean, like from the lessons you learned, would you have give have advice to people that travel? I mean, yeah, I would just say like if you get an opportunity, go for it. Yeah. Um, and then probably always try and make at least one or two buddies. Like, don't try and do everything by yourself the whole time. No. And um, look up. Honestly, I my advice is everybody should stay at a hostel for at least like try it out for like five days. Oh yeah. And see how you like it because hostels are the easiest way to meet people around so the world. Fun. And they're fun. Like I feel like people kind of like go down on hostels because they're just like they think they're dirty and disgusting. But like I've been at hostels that are very nice. Oh, they're yeah. like they're they're well kept, clean up, and it's like and you just have the best time it's like if you want to hang out with a group of people and you don't want to like go around to all these beaches trying to like add yourself into a group like randomly go to a hostel mm-hmm. and it's cheaper tra- oh yeah it's cheap i mean i've been to some bad hostels mm. but i've been to some great hostels yeah and like that's the thing is like it's a hit or miss and sometimes you're gonna sleep on a mat sometimes you're gonna sleep on a nice bed yeah <laughs> it just it's the, you roll the dice yeah and sometimes like Nine times out of ten, you're not going to be in your hostel most of the time anyway. Yeah. It's just a place to sleep. Yeah. And also it's a place to socialize. I mean, I've been in like 20 bed dorm rooms. Yeah, same. And it's a lot. It's a lot. It is a lot. But it's it's, sometimes carry... it's the greatest experience ever because you're just meeting. You're so forced many people. To, I remember the first hostel I walked into in Paris. I opened the door and there was this guy in his underwear and he was just eating a baguette. And he <laughs> turned to me and he was like, hi. And I shut the, <laughs> I shut the door. I was like, there's no way this is my room. No. <laughs> so, and he had a black eye and he tells me he was like his voice was so high it's almost like he was going through puberty he was yeah. like yeah so uh <laughs> he went on he was on like the moulin rouge in paris yeah. and he was like don't walk in the middle of the road i got robbed <laughs> i was like, okay. I was like noted good to know he was like in front of the moulin rouge in the middle of the night and i was like why oh my are gosh. you there to begin with because in paris there's like three sidewalks yeah and you never go in the middle one mm. the middle one is where shit goes down all the time that's weird. It's sketch. It's weird because there's trees, so you can't really see fully in, uh, so it's kind of covered. Yeah. And I was like, why would you be walking there in the middle of the night? You're so dumb. Yeah. You stole all of his money. Just some common sense. Yeah. Some common sense. Any what? Any other advice that you have? I have some advice. Um, I mean, I would just say the first people that you meet, like just, just the first, the first people you meet, just go for it in a conversation. Just get like, I break the ice. Because once you once you hold yourself back, I find it's a little bit more difficult to get the courage to do it after mm-hmm. you've already met or said hi to the first three people. Mm-hmm. Um, like first hostel, I was said hi to the first two people I saw, and instantly like those were my two people that I was hanging out with the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then the second hostel I went to, like dismissed my didn't really said hi to like four people, but didn't really go past that. And I ended up feeling too awkward and made like really bad relationships. Mm-hmm. And just did not stay longer because of that. What's your advice? I want to know it. Well, because I, I was to note on that, you'd be amazed that sometimes you meet people and like your trips sometimes are going on the same path. Yeah. There were times where I met people in like when I did Central America, I met people in Panama and they were ended up going in the same direction that I was going. Mm-hmm. And we didn't travel together, but we every time we would go to, we had a spot where we would meet, we're in the same location, we would meet up again. Yeah. And we would just kind of continue the trip somewhat together because yeah. we have similar travel paths. But um, my biggest advice is if you're going to countries, research the country first. Yeah. I think it's super important you learn about like their culture, their, culture, their rules, 
because some countries have different rules mm-hmm. that you're not accustomed to and you have to understand like public drinking yeah i remember when i was in uh i was in bocas del toro in panama and i was bike riding without my shirt on and it's illegal to not wear a shirt in, oh. this, in this particular area so i didn't know that but then the police caught were like looking at me and this this local guy was like gesturing he's like put on a shirt like put it on and i yeah. didn't know when i had to put on a shirt but like think i didn't know yeah but, like i could have gotten in trouble for it That's and like really good advice when i went to morocco which has like sharia law yeah there's islamic law and you have to understand that you're in a foreign country you have to respect their laws it's their laws yeah you're a guest in their country so that meant like no drinking um a lot of other like rules which i thought were stupid but at the end of the day it's it, that's their country yeah those are their and laws. you do have to follow those laws like covering up when you go to certain places yeah that's my big advice is research yeah. ahead of time and also one thing i looked at is research common scams <gasps> yeah research that's a good one pickpocketing yes because there's certain yeah. it's funny how many times i would look and research a scam before i entered a country and then i caught the scam before it was done to me that's so a like, great one. Yeah. In Thailand, I learned that like they, when people ask you, like the locals will ask you like, oh, where are you from? What do you do? These kind of questions, they're actually asking these questions to guess how much money you may have with you or mm. on you. If they ask you, do you go to school? Do you work? Where are you from? Where are you staying? These are all things that you have to like think of. People, you, you may think they're being friendly, but they, they're, these people are also trying to make money too. Yeah. And they will scam the shit out of you. I got scammed so bad in Morocco. It's not even funny. I got, <laughs> out, I got out of the cab. I got out of the cab. This guy all of a sudden shows up and he starts taking our luggage and putting it in this cart. And the cab driver was like, oh, he's going to take you to your hostel. And we were like, okay. Because we just got to Morocco. We were like freaked out. Yeah. And um, obviously this cab driver was in cahoots with this luggage guy. And the luggage guy drew, took us through a walk that took about... I would say 30 minutes into like the Medina, which is like this maze. Yeah. And he was taking us through to the hostel. And then eventually we get to the hostel and I shit you not, as we're coming to the hostel, I literally look ahead and not even a hundred, 200 feet ahead of me was where the cab dropped us off. So he took us on a 30 minute background walk to make it seem like it was so far, but in reality it was literally five minutes Mm -hmm. away and he made it a 30 minute walk. And then he demanded, so you tip. Yeah. And then he demanded like, what was the equivalent of like 50 bucks yeah. Canadian. And I was like, there's no way I'm giving you 50 bucks. And I gave him like a 20 oh, and he yeah. got mad. And I was like, I was like, that's all I'm giving you. Cause I pointed, I was like, we were right there. I'm yeah. like, we're not st- like, how, like we're not stupid, Yeah. but I didn't want to pay him the whole money. And then of course we're in the hostel thinking like, great. Now they're waiting for us outside. Yeah. Because they're just going to get us. Now. That's even like a huge thing in Southeast Asia. Like if you're on a tuk-tuk, Oh god, tuk tucks are the worst. Tuk tucks will scam the shit out like, of you. Like you have to yell at them sometimes in order to get to the destination that you need to go to. Yeah, I want to tell me when we go. Yeah. <laughs> <Point>. <laughs> one, okay, one time I was on a tuk tuk and I was trying to go to this just this like shrine. Oh thing. wait, should we just say for the people who don't know what a tuk tuk is oh, in yeah. Southeast Asia, it's basically like a taxi, mm-hmm. but it's like all open, so it's, it's almost like being on like a covered Vespa. Yeah, yeah, that's like what pretty it much is. what it is. That's what it is, and these are like the primary ways to get around Thailand. Usually, the cheapest you have to negotiate yeah. a price yeah. ahead of time before you get in the tuk tuk. Um, but uh, this tuk tuk took me. He, I was like, he took me to this one area, and then I was walking around the shrine, and then I grabbed. I realized that I had forgot my wallet in the hostel, so I had no cash, mm-hmm. and I didn't know where I was. Yeah, and I didn't know the name of my hostel, so I was like, I think it's over there. Yeah. <laughs> And this guy at a Tuk Tuk was like, oh, I could drive you. But I told him I have no money. I was like, I have no money. So I'm like, don't drive me. I'll walk. I'll figure it out. Just yeah. let me. I'll just 
figure it out on my own. And he's like, don't worry, I'll drive you. And I got in the tuk-tuk. He drove me in the opposite direction. Yeah. And then he just stopped the tuk-tuk randomly. And he was like, okay, get out. And I was like, I don't even know where I am. I'm further into Bangkok right now. And yeah. I don't know where I am. <laughs> and then he asked me to pay him. And I was like, I already told you I had no money. And then he wanted my lighter. And I had, because I had cigarettes. Yeah. And I, he wanted my lighter. And I was like, no, I need that to smoke. And he was like, <laughs> give me the lighter. And I was like, okay. So I gave him the lighter. And then I was, I asked him, I was like, could you at least light one cigarette for me? So cause I'm really stressed out right yeah. now. But like, yeah, he drove me like, literally, it, it took me forever to get back to the hospital. Yeah. Cause they'll, they'll just try and ride you around and they will ride you won't around. even give you to the direct destination. Nope. Like you need your Google maps on ready and like, you need to right know because they will take you the wrong way because mm-hmm. they're banking on you not knowing. Yeah, exactly. Cause you're a foreign person. Yeah. Also like, honestly, that advice of looking up where you're going before is huge. Cause like, I remember going into Thailand, like you went to the night market and <laughs> You didn't bring your own toilet paper. You were wiping your ass with your hand. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, the bathrooms? Yeah, the bathrooms. Like, first off, like, in Canada, like, right? Like, you, you have, like, the elevated toilet where, like, you don't have to, like, completely squat down. Oh, it's a hole. But in Asia, it's a full-on hole. Like, you're just, like, going to squat. Even in Africa, like, you're just going to squat, and then you better bring your own toilet paper because that's what yeah. that's all you got. No, that was a big thing. I, I had rolls of toilet paper on me. Yeah, on deck. But those are things that you, you had to learn on the fly. Yeah. Sometimes because they don't always tell you about them but like quite often before i would fly to another country i would just research the shit out of everything yeah like it like i would go through um i would go through pinterest and it would have like all the they're on pinterest honestly i will say if you look up um uh research on on cities or countries before you go to them it has such a good i have like a full pin board of just like culture and like ways to tip ways to travel like um Mm -hmm. the customs the ways that you're supposed to wear the etiquette that you should be doing Mm -hmm. like you know like in thailand it's polite for you to like bow or say swati swati ka whatever but like yeah and then like tip a certain amount or like here in australia do not tip that's not a thing. You do not tip your servers mm-hmm. or like same thing in Europe. Like it's all that. It's just interesting. It's just important to know. And that's the other thing I would say is just be spontaneous. I yeah. think the, like I said, the best things happen when you don't plan them. Yeah. And the other thing is when you're researching a place, don't just go to the main tourist no. attractions. Don't like, I would re- encourage to like research the stuff that is more the hidden gems. Yeah. Cause those things are so much better. There's less lineups. Yeah. And quite often they're, they're way cooler. A better experience. And if you, when you're eating out at a foreign country and you see a lot of tourists, don't, don't eat there. Don't eat there. It's going to be so expensive. Don't, it's going to be expensive and the food's going to be shit. And it's probably going to be, yeah. It's like you Eat could where probably the locals get, are. Yeah. You could probably get better for less somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. Eat where the locals are. Yeah. There's a bunch of Thais eating at this place. That place has good fucking food. Yeah. <laughs> like a bunch just, of white people. It's, that, that pad Thai is shit. Like, just think. But I guess like we were talking about hostels versus like let's do like hostels versus hotels like luxury traveling versus backpacking Mm because we've done both Mm -hmm. and so what like where did you do your luxury travel my luxury traveling was when i was with my family Mm -hmm. because of course my dad's not staying in a fucking hostel (laughs) (laughs) he would rather be dead no sir no ma'am no yeah like in hawaii like we would go to like the west end yeah or like the um, the sheraton like those like or the the hilton kind of not Mm -hmm. the hilton but like those like nice on the water yeah those those nice nice like really four or five star hotels yeah which are great experiences i mean like when you go to these hotels i find that a the accommodation the beds so are you kidding me the bread the food yeah the pools yeah (laughs) it's it's so nice but i mean like 
it depends what you want to do. Like, if you want to travel to a place and like see multiple places, yeah, hostels is probably the way to go. Yeah. Hostels are there's no luxury. There are some hostels that are fire. They, I know, they, are they so have. Nice. I stayed at one hostel. It was so good. There was like free breakfast. There was snacks oh. at lunch. There was a pool. There was a game room. That's the one thing that I looked at when you go for hostels. When you book a hostel, yeah. look for the ones that include breakfast. Yeah, because one free meal a day will is huge. Is huge. Get when those I, bananas and stuff them in your pockets. Yeah, make those peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and take them to go. Oh, uh, I would do like, that all the time. Yeah, I would steal food. Yeah, literally. I would eat so much for... This is how I lost so much weight, ladies. <laughs> like, okay, this is what you do. Okay, stay at a hostel. Minimum two weeks, okay? Yeah. Sleep through lunch and then go for breakfast. Eat a ton for breakfast. Bring like one peanut butter sandwich to the bed. Then just sleep all day <laughs> no honestly get up uh, go to the bathroom you have, you have a free breakfast and you could take like a snack with you because usually there's fruit and you can just grab it yeah, there's it's usually frowned upon par- yo, but do it it's, yeah, yeah it's frowned upon but be like, look over your, there yeah, hide in your purse yeah and because honestly you don't need lunch no get a snack yeah on i find that food is where most of your money goes when you're traveling yeah because some most people are like i want to eat nice i used to do this thing where if i went to a country or i went to a place i would like allocate myself one good meal in this country yeah or in this city or wherever Ex- i was saying yeah, i'd be like i'm gonna have one night where i have a really good meal the rest i'm eating street food scorpions and spiders yeah <laughs> scorpions and spiders <laughs> i don't care crunch crunch <laughs> but what would you say what is about your experience with um hotels versus hostels? um well i mean usually i would st- well no i had this one that was really awesome it was with an ex's family and we all went to hawaii and it was Gorgeous. No, it was a. Uh, or Big Island. Oh my gosh, I can't even. Hoalea? Who? Hoalea? Ho- oh, I don't know. Something Lea. Something Lea. And, um. I don't know. Who, Lea? Lea? <laughs> and then. Uh, oh, what's she doing over here? Who, <laughs> Lea? What's she doing over there? I don't know. But it was a place in Hawaii and it was beautiful. We were staying at a, um, very, very nice hotel. We had a villa. Mm-hmm. and it had oh, a oh, yeah off. and then it also had like a small warmed pool with like a patio at the back like a barbecue it was like a three four bedroom room it was a three bedroom room with like it was very nice anyways but it was like right on the beach like you woke up and then you just like stood up like walked out of your door and the beach was right there so it was like gorgeous and that was the first time i'd ever been to hawaii as well so it was beautiful and like just swam with turtles and like the one downside about doing luxury travel is that you are are going to stay in that one spot because Mm -hmm. it's so nice and it's like it's meeting all of your needs you know like Like, when you're in mexico and you stay in the all-inclusive you're never leaving no unless you're maybe gonna have like a night on the town when you do leave the hotel you're like i shouldn't have left the hotel yeah exactly (laughs) because you're just being treated like oh i did mexico all-inclusive and it was fucking fire it was pool parties every other day there was a club on the freaking hotel grounds oh really yeah there was also like a sports bar um oh my gosh why can i not remember where i went yes i think it was cancun (laughs) on the beach uh yeah yeah i think i it was the Santa Fe. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. I've I didn't stay there, but I there, it's the beach club. There's a big beach yeah, club. On big it. Yeah. Big. Be- yeah. It's great. Well, there's like the Rio Santa Fe and there's the Rio Santa Fe like exclusive beside it. So mm. there's both. But we were at the regular one, and it was so fucking fun. And then we did like a little excursion, and this is where it comes into meeting people. We like met these guys, and they were super freaking nice. And so they took us on a a boat excursion like they were just like oh our uncle does it so we could give it for discount and what was nice about these guys was that they were all locked up 
so we didn't have to worry about them like hitting on us it was just mm. like a pure like we're here we're traveling like this is just like a good experience and so they basically hooked up the uh we paid 20 bucks for a boat excursion for two hours plus a snorkel oh, and then a free free meal like these random people just got gave us the food because we got the no wristbands and then drinks as well free drinks mm. so twenty dollars each to do that like I, it was so worth it and we that wouldn't have happened we would have paid like a hundred dollars if we didn't meet those people yeah so like that was like huge i went into it versus hostel where you're probably going to meet a different group of people and you're going to do more like walking and more adventuring more like broke broke bitch shit partying yeah partying and um like just stuff like that like the little nitty-gritty things it depends i think where you're going and who you're going with like if you want to be bougie you can like you could stay in a luxury hotel you probably aren't going to be able to last as long unless you're loaded yeah but like for me i find that when you stay at hostels you're forced to leave the hostel mm-hmm. more so than if you were at a luxury hotel where you're like well i don't want why would i leave yeah i have a hotel i got a bar i got all this stuff when you're in a hostel like sure they have bars and food and yeah. whatnot but you're you also you're forced more to i think you meet way more people at yeah. hostels than you and do at a hotel 100 percent. and people are actually wanting to they want do to a, meet do people. things yeah meet yeah. people. i find Everybody's that in hotels most people don't want to meet other people they're not on that mindset no. they're like this is my vacation this is me time yeah. like leave me alone hostels you meet people from all over the world who are equally doing this same adventure with you and they're just like ready to party i don't know i hostels are great because they're cheap yeah usually they're great experiences if you pick a good hostel yeah and sometimes I, I would pick hotels over hostels only if the hostels in the area were shit. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I don't want to sleep with cockroaches running around. Yeah. Also, I've dealt like, with that. I try, I mean, another tip is try and get a hostel that has in, like, laundry. Oh. In the Laundry. Because I remember oh. I stayed, so after two weeks at my first hostel, I got to stay at a family friend's place in Australia. Yeah. And I didn't realize that laundry... The fact that I was able to do laundry and have a private shower and not have to like worry about time was, oh my God, orgasmic. It really was. Literally. (laughs) It was amazing. The the showering is disgusting. Sometimes I would hate having the shower. Yeah. The water is just full of semen. Make sure you have shower (laughs) shower shoes. Oh yeah. Do not go barefoot. No. (laughs) Bring flip flops. Yeah. Bring flip flops or slides or something. Something because you do not want to put your feet in that water because nine times out of ten those drains are clogged. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Yeah. Hair, semen. So many other things. Shit. Yeah. Other it's pee. It's it. They're it's so gross. Even no matter how nice a hostel is, the bathrooms are almost always shit. Yeah. Because people are nasty. Yeah. And also, like you have people leaving their shampoo and their different kinds of soap in there. Like they're not going to bring it home. And no one cares. They're everyone's there for two or three days. They're going anyway. Then yeah, o'clock. exactly. But warm showers. When I was in Central America, yeah. I had cold showers for forty-five days. <gasps> and you would think, you would think that no. in a hot climate, a cold shower would be refreshing. So nice. But this was like After water. Six days, this was were... water imported from Antarctica. Like I'm talking, <laughs> so cold where it was like it hurt the skin. Oh my god! And I remember when I finally got to Cancun and I had a warm shower for the first time in, in like two months. I was like, "Never again!" <laughs> no, no, literally. I, I, I literally burned myself in a shower. So cold showers to me are not like good. Like I walk out of the shower and my I have like red spots yeah. on my body, and sometimes people are like, 
the fuck? Like, are you okay? Did you just go have an itching attack? I'm not and okay. I'm like, no, I just burn. My, like, before I get out of the shower, I make a habit of burning myself. And I do a quick two two twirls before I get out. Because yeah. I love being hot. When I was going to say that the thing with laundry is so great. Because you don't understand. You think you brought a lot of underwear. But you didn't. No. Oh my gosh. When you're walking around, sometimes you need to change that underwear. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got do a lot real of comfortable trying commando. You did? <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck it. I'm wearing a skirt anyways. <laughs> yeah. like, screw it. Hopefully it's on a high stool. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, at least it covers my bum. I was like, we're yeah. fine with it. <laughs> I want to talk about uh, bad experiences. Bad experiences? Yeah. Let's start with bad experiences of traveling. Let's start with the bad ones. Yeah. First. I want to talk about bad experiences. Okay. You go first. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll go back and forth. How many do you have? You have a couple? I know. I don't really. I mean, I have like one where this goes into check where you're going. I basically, I had a popsicle. Mind you, I was like, what? It started with a popsicle. I had a popsicle. Um, (laughs) So I had a popsicle in the Philippines. And so I took it out of the ice. It wasn't in a package. I took it fresh out of the ice. It was just sitting in ice? Yes. It was just sitting in ice. (laughs) first mistake <laughs> ice is water <laughs> water is shit water okay. is contaminated yeah so i'm like eating this popsicle right and so i'm like feeling so good and this other girl's eating a popsicle we both got them and um hers mine was purple hers was orange and then by the end of the popsicle like i want to say maybe 25 minutes later it was full on puking we were in the back of the bus sharing a bucket the entire back of the bus smelled like it was like a greyhound the entire back of the bus smelled like puke and my brother was like and then just like like doing the same thing back and forth because the water the popsicle was submerged in ice and ice in the philippines is water water is not good for you (laughs) so i got so fucking sick and i literally wanted to kill myself but like i think i was puking for a solid two hours Oh, no. Like it, yeah, it turned like it was pure bile after like I got everything out. It was so bad. And then, um, I don't really have a lot of bad experiences. There was one where, I mean, I was on malaria pills because uh-huh. I was in the Philippines and there was this, I was like wrapped up in a tat on a blanket. I was sleeping and I remember I, I got up and I went to go to the bathroom, but I was so out of sorts because those malaria pills really get you loopy. Um, I went outside instead and then I realized I was outside. So then I went to the bathroom and then it was so frustrating trying to go to the bathroom when you were like half asleep Mm -hmm. and loopy because you had to like pour the water down the drain in order to get the toilet to flush because like, that's just how it was. Uh, it was like, uh, it was in the Philippines. So it's just like, you don't like get to just, you know, you have to like wrap your toilet paper, put in the garbage. Like shit yeah, like I know. that. In most countries, you can't flush it down the toilet. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, there was this massive fucking bug. Huge. Never seen anything like it. <laughs> it was the size of a fucking squirrel. I swear to God. And it just like was bouncing everywhere. And then it started to like... And my mom and my sister were also like in the room with me. And so it like bounced in our sheets and then it like came out and then it bounced in the luggage and i had passed out my mom had to deal with it and my <laughs> mom could have i know i was so you fainted. Yeah. <laughs> i was just like mm, night and then i was because i woke up my if mom i was, I was like mom it's everywhere <laughs> like, they multiplied yeah and then she had to i left her to deal with it and she was just like i couldn't sleep whole night bugs in tropical places are different they are oh. the size of birds some of them i saw 
Can you imagine going to a country where they have killer bees? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, I'm already scared to get stung here, but to know that they can kill you somewhere else <laughs> scares the shit out of me. Like, it's not cute. And then I have a fear of birds. This is a bad yeah, one. You do. I have a fear of birds, right? So, like, crows here are not, there are no crows in Australia. The first bird I fucking saw when I landed in Australia was a goddamn pelican. What? It was huge. It was like a mini crane with a pelican beak. It was massive and they were everywhere. I was like, oh my God. I remember my heart was like pounding. And like when I like see it, but like I went bike riding the other day and I saw a family of geese. Like it was a fresh babies. And I was like, oh my God, they're multiplying. And then like they were crossing the road and I couldn't. I had to go all the way around behind them. I didn't have the courage to go in front <laughs> to of go them. Through them. Yeah, no. Well, they don't care either. Yeah, I mean, they don't, but they will. They, yeah, I was like, the babies are there. I <laughs> yeah. was like, you don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> I'm not going to be one of those people that's gonna... on World Star getting <laughs> chased by a goose. Because knowing anyone, it'll be me. <laughs> Do you, do you know those have you ever heard of a, a cicada yes yeah so they're these huge beetles centipede they're beetles oh are they not they're beetles they okay. are beetles and they make this like else. maraca noise like Shh. oh f- and that's you can, what that is yeah you, you've heard that <laughs> they're in the trees and you can hear them and it yeah. sounds like someone's like okay one time when i was biking up i was i took a bike for from in thailand from pai to chiang mai to go yeah. for the songkran festival it was like this big basically this one two days of the year in thailand where they have a huge water fight literally the whole country's in a water fight oh i love that yes i heard yes, about that you heard about it so like literally you're bike riding and you will drive through towns and like there'll be little kids and adults yeah on the side of the water. road and they will tell you to slow down because they have buckets of water and they douse you with them. Yeah. And it's just a full-on water fight. It's really great. But the yeah. water is dirty, so it's just E. coli everywhere. Ew! <laughs> Anyways, one time we were, I was biking back to Pi. And the Pi, to get to Pi, it's like the, the highway of a thousand turns. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was uphill and I was running low on gas. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was in the middle of the night. Oh. So stupid. And then all of a sudden I'm biking and a fucking cicada hit me in the head. <laughs> And I almost drove the bike off the road and into the rainforest. Oh. The cicada hit me so hard, I was bleeding. No! Yeah, I was bleeding. Did it like hit you and then fall off, or was it still on you? No, like, I think he like, I could I could imagine that he, I screamed and the cicada was screaming. We were just like, ah! And then we <laughs> collided into each other. And I, I, I was like, no! And I drove the bike off the road into the woods. Oh, no. Yeah, it was bad. I was like, okay, maybe I should get, get like, someone to like pick me up. But luckily, I made it. I made it. I found With a gas, gas station. Oh. Yeah. God but mostly because I was just praying for like the parts where the hill would go down and I could just coast. Yeah. Because also in Thailand, they don't give you light. They don't ask for licenses. Yeah. They just, they just give say, it to you. here's the bike. Good luck. <laughs> and you go for it. <laughs> Those helmets are made of styrofoam too. They're not good. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, they're shit. Be with you. <laughs> yeah. And also with you. Uh, I also, okay, I do have, I'm going to power through because I have some three really bad experiences I've gone, I've gone to places one time nicaragua on a bus we were trying to leave the border and we were because nicaragua was about to go was starting to go into shit because they just had an election yeah and i was in the bus and then the girl in the bus was like oh apparently nicaragua is closing its borders oh was and this we during were, like the whole civil war thing civil war yeah, thing yeah, was yeah, starting yeah. so we're like we're on the bus we're like step on the gas we're like get to the border with el salvador like yeah. quick and we had to go through this mountain town. And when we got to the mountain town, apparently 
the bus company made a deal with the villagers that they could access their roads. But apparently that deal fell through. Oh. So <laughs> we got to the top of this village and then they they had a roadblock where they had literally put bamboo on the road and there was like 10 Nicaraguan guys outside the bus with machetes. No. Yeah. And they were all around the bus and the bus driver had to negotiate with them to let us through because they weren't going to let us through. And he had told us that basically they were going to hold us hostage. Oh. Had the bus driver not agreed to pay them cash in that moment they were going to hold everyone in the bus hostage because there was a bunch of americans in the bus yeah and americans at that point were like high commodity like yeah they want if you want to abduct anyone abduct an american mm-hmm. and I, we were all in the bus and we you were, were like, like well, they're american you were gold yeah, I know. <laughs> you were canadian I, i'm the pope <laughs> i was like we were, we were all like handing him money because we we're like just pay him like just give him all the money we have yeah we needed to get through and luckily they took the money, but the guys had the machetes and they were hitting them against the, the bus, tapping them against the bus and like smiling and like, but like not smiling in a fun way. Like they were like, like, we're going to kill you. <laughs> we, yeah. Yeah. And I remember my life flashed before my eyes and I was like, is this the day? <laughs> I didn't want it to happen in Nicaragua. Thankfully managed to cross the border and then the country went into full on civil war, like literally a week later. That's like there was fucked. dead bodies in front of my hospital. <gasps> Literally, I was like, holy shit, it was so fucking close. Wow. This other time, I went to Paris, and this happened like a couple months after the Paris bombings. Yeah. I always end going countries way after their terrorist attacks. <laughs> You're like, say, that's the best time to go. Flights are cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we were, it took so long to get onto this, to this airplane, and then you had to go on a bus to like take you out to the airport, and then it, onto the plane, like, yeah. the terminal. And we got on the plane. As I was going up the stairs, these police pushed through me the top and then they look at the guy they grab a guy in the cockpit and they pull him out and they look at his id and i was right there so i could see and the id that this guy had in the cockpit was not the same person so his id was like a different guy and he was a different guy and the police were like what are you doing on this plane and the guy was like didn't know what to say so they removed him from the plane at gunpoint they told us to sit on the plane and then they took all the luggage out from under the plane to check for bombs because they were worried there was going to be a bomb because oh. I was leaving from Paris. And I texted my mom and I was like, so if anything happens on CNN about a plane blowing up, that was on, I was on that plane. <laughs> and then, of course, the plane took off and then we landed and my mom's like blowing up my phone like, how fucking dare you do yeah. that to me? And I was Send like, well, that. I don't know. Just in case. I mean, maybe the text could have been on CNN. Yeah. And, like, boy sends parting remarks. <laughs> I don't know. You were just like trying to make the headlines in your death. I, I was. I was like, I'm gonna, something needs to last. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my one, legacy. Another one. Okay. Another one. A sad one. In Thailand, I, bo- I bartended for full moon party. Yeah. My boss gave us this bottle of water that had six tabs of acid in oh, it. Oh, yeah. I remember you saying I drank that. it. All at once, not knowing I was supposed to sip it. And he, I, anyways, was just high as shit for the whole full moon party on the beach. Came back, was in my room with my coworker and another, another person. And we were just tripping on acid and just talking. It was like six in the morning. And all of a sudden, someone like bangs on our door. And we were like, what the fuck? That's so rude. Because it was like seven in the morning. And then we, they bang again and we open it. And it's these two guys that are staying at the hostel. Because I was working at this hostel. Mm-hmm. And me and the other two were the only people working there that were living at the hostel and these two guys are like oh like our friend didn't make it and we were like what do you mean like where is he at the beach or something and they're like no like our friend's dead <gasps> so a kid at our hostel who i had known gotten because when you know when you're traveling you really get to know people really well yeah and we, he was like one of the popular kids at the hostel he was there for six days oh. he 19 years old was fucking drugged like his alcohol got spiked with something and he collapsed on the beach and then they had to take him 
off the beach his friends searched the whole island for him when they finally found the hospital that he was at they the ties didn't really know how to communicate and they were like saying that he like kind of drowned and they were like oh he's okay and they were like no no drowned and then they rolled out his dead body in front of his <gasps> friends and they were like dead like drowned so these poor fucking two like these are like you know the american movies were like you have the three best friends yeah these were these three and these they just graduated high school they oh. went on their big trip to go to thailand oh and their fucking 19 year old buddy got drugged they had to give him six valium to open his jaw because his jaw was so so clenched from the jaws from the drugs but the poor fucking kid like he he died right there and he, here's me dealing with a death yeah on six tabs of acid <laughs> and i was like i went to the bathroom and i splashed myself with water and i was like wake up I'm like you've got to deal with this right now but i didn't know how to deal with it because yeah. they were just like crying the whole fucking time i can't even imagine i i left thailand like literally two days after that because we were supposed to continue working but we left in the middle of the night without yeah. knowing and we dipped and went to uh Malaysia damn because I couldn't like is the bar like the head guy at the hostel was like telling me he's like Dylan you got a bartend tomorrow and I was like I just fucking dealt with a dead kid like I I'm on vacation right now and someone that I know has just literally just died yeah and the whole mood of the hostel went down because everyone was finding out that a kid is dead and this yeah. happens every time at full moon party in Thailand I would recommend going to full moon party but if you do go to full moon party Watch your drinks nine times out of ten. That alcohol is not good alcohol. They will do whatever they can. Like I, when I was at Fulman party, it was like Armageddon. <laughs> I was stand. I was shit. You know, I was stepping over passed out people on the beach. There were probably more than four or five dozen people just laying on the beach, knocked out because they were drugged. And what will happen is they'll drug you, and the ties will come up to your passed out body and rob you. Yeah. Or worse, and they'll just steal all your shit and like, oh. People just walking out into the ocean in the middle of the night fucked up because there's no one guarding the ocean. Yeah. It's a mess. I would never go to the party again because I that was like the worst of humanity I've ever seen. It was Damn. so sad. But I would recommend to do it once in your life. Yeah. But watch your fucking drinks. That's crazy. That's my crazy story. The only, only crazy story was I got fired when I did ecstasy in Vietnam. Oh, yeah. That was... But that was rude. They claimed that I was stealing and I did not steal money. (laughs) I did not steal. But someone gave me ecstasy and they didn't tell me it was ecstasy, by the way, because I'd never done it before. Oh. Yeah. And then I was... I lost lost all my friends, lost my socks, had my shoes on, Mm. and I had... I purchased four phone chargers from five different 7-Elevens. I was like, what the fuck's going on? (laughs) From five (laughs) 7-Elevens. It was terrible. And then I got fired the next morning. And I thought it was because of the ecstasy, but it wasn't. It's because they claimed that I stole money from them. And I did not. No, I don't like. I definitely don't have stories like that. I've been places. <laughs> yeah, I was like one of my friends. Actually, he got hit over the head with a um, bat in the back of his head and passed out and woke up in the middle of the street. No wallet, no phone, nothing. Mm-hmm. Bleeding out. Had to go to the hospital, get stitched up, and then had to get um, a temporary passport and go home literally next week because all the shit was gone. Yeah. So he came home three weeks early. Bad shit happens. <clears throat> But also great shit happens. Yeah, great shit happens. You just you have good like, experiences? I have the best experiences ever. Like there was one time when I, I basically, when this girl that I met in Australia, she was German. And so me and this other girl, she was from Britain and we were like kind of like a trio. We would go around for these two weeks and like do stuff together. We were really cool. And she was like, okay, I have this group of Germans that like we we're going to link up. We don't know them, but like they're from Germany. So that's why like sometimes you can find Facebook groups when you're traveling yeah. where it's like people from your country so that you can like have a little bit sen- sense of home and like travel with people you're mm-hmm. comfortable with. Um, 
so we just joined her so it was just like us and like seven me and this other girl who do not speak german with like these 17 germans and they're just like we're gonna go to these like pools mm-hmm. and we were like oh shit okay <clears throat> like this sounds really great and then um so i like bring no food one bottle of water i'm oh, wearing wow. my stan smiths and i'm like ah. like white stan smiths i'm like, like we're gonna go to the pool woo and then like as soon as like we get on this on the train it's at least a 25 minute train ride out ended up like going walking from the train up to this like jungle area and ended up being a two and a half fucking jungle hike through like this massive rainforest and um and my shoes were wrecked by like the first 15 minutes and then i had like no food no snacks nothing like all we had was like a one bottle of water to share and then (laughs) uh we were like everyone was slapping goon for anybody who doesn't know what goon is it's basically wine in a bag and you drink it cold you drink it hot doesn't matter we drank it hot it was disgusting yeah but like for the experience so (laughs) we're like going down it was a really nice hike actually like if i was prepared for it i would have loved it and then by the end of it we got to like this beautiful beach and then ended up doing a little bit of rock climbing over these rocks and then ended up by these um like naturally made pools and they were gorgeous they were called eight figure pools that's what it was called because there's this one pool that's in the shape of an eight Wow. And there's like multiple of them, and I, there's a photo of it like deep down on my Instagram. But it's gorgeous, Search and I would, for it. yeah, it was like beautiful. And so we just like swam in the pools and like played games all day with these Germans, and like they were so fun to be around. We were like slapping when you drink goon, you slap the bag really hard, and then you like chug it, like you they like pour it in your mouth. And then um, so we like did that for a bit, and then at some point, you know, I got real lightheaded because I didn't have any food, any water. So and I was like, hey. Yeah, so five of us were like, okay, we need to go. So we left early than the mm-hmm. rest because the others were prepared. And so we were like, okay, we're going to go, but we're going to try a shortcut. So instead of going Uh-oh. the regular way, we go a different way. And it's the exact same amount of time to get to the top, except now we're farther down the road and we have no idea how long it's going to be. So we start walking down the road half an hour in. We're dying. So we say, fuck it, and put our thumbs out to hitchhike. And we were like, hey, like, please, God, somebody like, just pick us up and bring us to the train station. Thankfully, this like really nice Israeli woman like picked us up in her car. And it was four girls, one guy. And she was like, if it was four guys, one girl would not have picked you up. But she picked us up, packed us in her car, brought us to the train station. And then we were like, thank God, got home, wrote a lot in my journal that night. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then I went to bed. But like, that was really good. Went to like a fun trampoline park, which was really awesome. Um, went to basically like a massive uh, like water slide park in Australia. And so it's like a 30 minute bus ride. So we got like seven or nine of us in like a group and went there and it was super fun. It was like a mat. It was huge. There were so many slides, so many pools. Like I've never seen one that's as big as this one. Mm -hmm. But then there became like a storm came in because Australia, it's like sometimes it's really, really nice weather. And sometimes it's just like all of a sudden there's like a storm and it's, yeah, yeah, it's so bad. And so the park had to close down halfway through the day. Yeah. Which was really unfortunate. But then it was kind of fun. We were all like trying to like rush home in order to like not be in the rain um but those are like some fun ones i rode an elephant when i was 10 would never do it now because animal cruelty yeah but like i did do that when i was 10 before it was kind of like a huge like thing or not even a huge thing before i was aware of it yeah yeah Yeah. so like um that was a pretty cool experience you know when i was little would never do it again but also, I don't really promote riding camels. Yeah. People do that. 
Did you do that? I did. <laughs> that was one of my favorite experiences. Was riding a camel. Like I was like, is it? I feel like it's the same as riding an elephant. Yeah, I mean, and uh, camels, I think, are a little more domesticated, or they can be more domesticated than an elephant, because I don't think elephants are not domesticated yeah, whatsoever. No. But like, because like, if I were to say my top three yeah. experiences, I was gonna say. <laughs> One of them was riding a camel into the Sahara Desert. Yeah. Which I thought was, I mean, it's funny because when the camel ride, they were like, it's just a quick camel ride. There was two hours oh. on a camel into the desert. And have you ever ridden a camel before? No. They are not comfortable. And they are... They got two... They got two humps. They got two humps. And they're assholes. My camel yeah. was particularly a dick. He kept biting the camel in front of me in the butt. Oh, no. And the other camel, because they are tied... They're like Kicking tied them. together so yeah. they can't like go off course. Yeah. And my camel just kept biting the one in the front's ass and I kept telling I was like, stop. I'm like, let him go. <laughs> stop it, Jeffrey. We're let it go. <laughs> yeah. No, and that was one of the coolest I FaceTimed my parents from Morocco in the desert. Yeah. And they didn't know what I was doing and I FaceTimed them and I was like, Look where I am and they were like, What the fuck? <laughs> like honestly, it was one of those moments where I like on the camel where I was like, I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. Right now. I never in a million years thought that I'd be in the Sahara Desert yeah. riding a fucking camel into, yeah. into the desert. And then you take these to this like encampment and there was a huge sand dune and I tried to climb it. It's not easy to climb a sand. Dune. I can't imagine it would be you know sand how... falling everywhere. You're just trying to like. <laughs> no, you could go up, but coming down, you don't realize that when you're going up, you're literally crawling, and when you look down, it's just a straight drop. Oh. Yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. The other time was uh, in Nicaragua, so we went to this place called Leon, and it was famous because it's the only place, it's the only active volcano in the world where you could board down it. Yeah. And it was like an hour and a half hike up the mountain and you had to carry up your board which is literally just this plastic thing yeah. with a rope attached to it there's no brakes and you put on a, a suit and you get to the very top and I remember I got to the very top and it was like blistering heat and I was like okay so where do we go down and the guide was like oh you go down right there and he, I shit you not it was just a cliff <laughs> and I was like I was like is there no path and he was like no no it, he's like you make a path and you I remember make... looking down and I shit you not it's like looking it's over Look, yeah, it's like looking over a ledge and it just was a straight drop. And you could reach speeds of up to like 120, 130 kilometers an hour. You go fucking no. fast. And your only break is just your feet. <gasps> and the volcanic rock is so hot that it could melt your shoes. Uh, so it did melt my shoes because my ass was breaking for dear life. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I got to the top, I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. Because uh, yeah. I sh just because I, I watched videos ahead of time. And people bail. And remember, we asked him, we were like, what happens if you fall and you bail? And he was like, well, you bail. He's like, you'll stop eventually. Oh. But people are known to like break their arms and yeah. legs because it's a dangerous fucking thing. And he was also joking. He's like, this volcano can erupt at any time. He's like, it could erupt today. And I was like, let's fucking hope not. <laughs> I was like, speed down the mountain as fast as you can. Oh my God. And I went down the mountain and I almost bailed twice. Like there was two times where I steered and my thing went sideways and i was like i the light flashed before my eyes and i was like this is <gasps> this is the this time is it. <laughs> this is it I, at least i'm dying going down a volcano you've had a lot of those moments hey eh? <laughs> i did i did and i remember i went down and i clocked i think 115 oh my god yeah and i thought i was going slow <laughs> That's and fun. i show you not i was hour and a half to get up the mountain 25 seconds to get down oh, oh. and the minute you hit, right. the minute you hit the bottom you just you don't even keep going you just stop 
Like you oh. just flat out stop. It, it was weird. I was like, there's like no friction. You just, flat <laughs> out, just stop moving. And the other time, one of my greatest experiences was just working in Thailand, yeah. in Vietnam. Like it was the first time where I actually like worked abroad. And this wasn't like paid work. It was volunteer work. Yeah. And I basically I bartended at party hostels. Yeah. Coolest experience because when you're like at a hostel for 300 people and there's only three bartenders, you you're like, so you're like, yes. And you're also the one, the most popular person in the hostel. Yeah. Because everyone wants to be your friend. And everyone wants to please you. Everyone wants yeah. to please you because I was handing out so many free drinks. No, that's why they probably thought I was stealing because I was uh, just handing out free yeah. alcohol. <laughs> but um, I was like, if they were my friend, I wasn't charging them. Yeah. I was like, you could pay for one beer and I'll give you three. Yeah. And about as long as I could kind of account for it, but like working in Asia was so, so cool. much fun. Just because yeah. you meet so many people, free alcohol to mm-hmm. change my liver. I, that's why I think I have such a high tolerance now. Really? Is because I was drunk probably every day for two and a half months. Huh. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, sounds about right. Well, I, I know. Actually, I missed one. I missed one. Well, I went sailing on the Great Barrier Reef. Ooh, what the fuck? Why would you not talk about that? Yeah, <laughs> you and that was in a trampoline park. <laughs> And that was literally like one of the best things. It was like a five day sailing trip. And that was on my, yeah, I snorkeled and I scuba dove and scuba dive. (laughs) Yeah. Scuba dove. Scuba dove dove into your ass. No. (laughs) Scuba dive into this ass. (laughs) But uh, no, I went scuba diving, snorkeling, and then I got to go to Whit Sunday's beach, which was on my bucket list. Um, So I got to cross one of my bucket list things off, which was like Mm. huge for me. And it was so fucking nice. Like, it was the sand is so fine. It's ninety eight percent silica and it's owned by NASA, so you're not allowed to take any of the sand like in the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah, no, uh, on what Sunday's beach? What's silica? Honestly, great question. I just gonna say it because that's what they told me. But, <laughs> yeah, I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, silica. Like, yeah, but I'm just like it's ninety eight percent silica, and then uh, and it's owned, owned by, by NASA. NASA. Yeah, NASA, uh, <laughs> and um. Like you're not allowed to take it anywhere. It's so fine though. Like if you're going to wet Sundays, prepare to have a ton of that shit in all the crevices. So you, you are going to have to take sand. four showers to get that shit out. Okay, just take a shower, plug it, and then collect the sand at the end. Yeah, exactly. Just like yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know. I like accidentally got like some like in my bra and stuff, so I was just like, <laughs> I have some in my little shell holder. Oh, you do? <laughs> yeah, but it's mixed with other sand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Ninety-five percent silica. Ninety-eight. Well, one in your jar. Yeah, 95%. 95% yeah. But that was also like a really great experience. And I I love that. Oh, mm-hmm. so Aww, cute. So cute. Um, what about your lasting effects of traveling? Do you still talk to people that you met? I don't, but I did for a while. Mm-hmm. Like we, we talked for a couple years and like caught up or messaged each other or like replied to DMs or stories, stuff like that. Um, but I do think that if I was ever to go to the countries that they would be in, I'd probably like give them a DM or like text to them or something and be like, Hey, like I'm in your country. Like, did you want to link up? Like Mm -hmm. that, I would, I don't know, but I'm the type of person where that wouldn't feel awkward to me. I'd just be like, we met and it was a really cool experience. So why wouldn't I like try? And I would like, if they wanted to, I'd be totally open to have them do the same thing for me. Oh yeah. But yeah. I would too. Like I, it's funny because you meet so many people. And obviously, you kind of, once you're done traveling, you kind of do pitter-patter off from mm-hmm. talking to most of them, just because it's been a while. Yeah. But um, I still follow so many of them on Instagram, and I, every now and then, I'll, like, try and reach out or mm-hmm. just say hello and just check in. But, like, some of them are still traveling. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are still in the countries where I met them, and I'm like, how? 
I, There's a girl that I met in Vietnam, uh, in Vietnam, and she's still there. Are you serious? No, yeah. she's th- teaching English. She's like that, like she loves it so much. And I was like, I don't know how. I met this one girl in Australia, and she went from like Australia to Bali to Ireland to like she she's still traveling. And then I guess she had a really great experience in Ireland, so now she's actually moving there with like her boyfriend. Wow. Yeah, but like this girl did not go. I think she probably went home for maybe like three weeks. And she did weeks that I, mm, was it, how long, what was the longest you've been away? Sorry. How six long? months. Okay. Same. I did the backpacking for six months. In Australia. Yeah. Yeah. I was the same. It was six months. And did you not feel that was a long time? I mean, I definitely could have gone longer. Mm-hmm. I was planning on going for a year. What was the reason you ended it? Um, I was just like pretty broke and, uh, Spill the tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was just like, I w- well, I was there by myself for four and a half months and then my ex-boyfriend came and met me for the last like month and a half two months and um like i wanted to keep working in the city that i was working in i was working in brisbane and Mm. serving at these two restaurants um and then but like he had just gotten there so he was like hurrah i want to like go travel and so he had like the travel bug and i was kind of already there you already settled yeah and then um so i didn't really get to save up enough money when i was working so by the time we got like around back to sydney it was kind of like okay we're too broke he didn't have a work visa so it was kind of like couldn't stay yeah it was australia just like, is pretty strict about that stuff yeah so we were just like we need to go yeah yeah that's basically what happened to me i mean like when i left i was only supposed to be gone i think because i left in november no wait december 1st and i was supposed to come back like mid-january early february mm-hmm. and i came back in may because obviously we were working i was working so that like prolonged the trip yeah where if i wasn't having to pay for accommodation pay for food alcohol laundry i could just work <clears throat> and stay basically for the length of my visa and yeah. then i would leave so i would do like i did one visa in thailand then i went to malaysia then i went to vietnam did a month working in southern Vietnam. Once it expired, I went back to northern Thailand, mm-hmm. worked there for a month. Once that expired, I went back to Vietnam, yeah. worked there for a month. And at that point, I was like out of money and I was done asking. <clears throat> I had like asked my mom to like send yeah. me. And at that point, I was like, okay. I don't want to be this much in debt when I go home. Oh, and bitch, I was in debt. Were you in debt? I was in debt. I Okay, tell me about how much you were in debt. I think tell I was in, people. I mean, I think I was in debt like maybe $800. Fuck you. Is that not bad? No. Do you want to know how much I was in debt? Oh, shit. Okay. So I had, first of all, I had one car, MasterCard, that they stopped me from using it, even though it wasn't at its max limit, but because I wasn't paying it. But I was like, I told them ahead of time that I was traveling and I won't be able to pay it while I'm traveling. Yeah. That was the whole fucking point of it. Anyways, it was like 3,500. Shit. Owed on that one. And then on my Visa card, I had almost, I would say, seven eight thousand dollars holy fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> so about about eight was that eight okay i'm sitting on a pretty penny free like it's about eleven thousand dollars in debt and then on top of that i owed my mom Parents, yeah about fifteen hundred two thousand dollars damn yeah that's why I, I remember having so much anxiety being like i'm gonna be living in a box yeah <laughs> like Thank God I'm living at home right now, but I also wanted to move out. Yeah. But that was not a possibility because I was so much in debt and I had so much anxiety on the trip towards the end because I was just thinking about... All the debt you had to pay when you came home? Yeah, because I I had no money to pay it off now. Any payment I would do was not going to... It would go straight towards... It it wouldn't even do anything. The interest would just bounce. I was just paying off interest. So I wasn't even paying anything. So I was like, okay. And then I remember I came back to work and I told my mom, I was like, 
I'm not paying you right away. Like you could wait. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom was like, oh yeah, don't worry about me. But thankfully, thank God for serving. Yeah. I managed to pay off that like $1,100, $11,000 debt off in like two months, two, three months. Wow. It was like, honest, I should, you know, it was about two months of me working basically six days a week. Yeah. Eight hour shifts. Like I remember when I was working, I was like, I'll stay the longest. I will pick up every available shift. Yeah. And I will work as long as it needs to be. And honestly, it was, I would keep my paychecks because I needed to rebuild my savings. Yeah. And then all my tips were just going straight to the, to the credit card kind of thing. Cause like I would collect it in pools after the week and then put like two grand on it. Cause like, thankfully this was back when we tipped out less, Less, yeah. where like you could make three, $400 a shift. Yeah. And it was in the summertime. So it was always sunny. So like I was pulling in maybe like, 13 1400 a week in tips which was so it was like quick to pay it off yeah and every time i paid off a card i would get a tattoo and i was like yeah i did that was your little that was my little present i was like you did one card here's a tattoo for you (laughs) here's a stamp oh god but debt bitch be prepared have money my god be prepared um all right where's the next place you're gonna travel Let's wrap this up with Hawaii. the last place. Hawaii. Yes. Hawaii. I, we should go to Hawaii. We're going to Hawaii. We need to do that. Bada bing, bada boom. Uh, Hawaii is good. If I were to travel internationally, mm-hmm. I want to go back to Asia again, I think. I want... It's so cheap. Mm-hmm. And I, I want to do the Philippines. Yeah. I do want to go to Indonesia. But the only thing is, is like, Philippines, the president's a psycho, I think. But I do yeah. want to go. Indonesia, there's also there's some political issue. On. Yeah. They, they're really we bad. We kind of have a connection now, though. We do. Yeah. They are really bad with dealing with LGBTQ people. Yeah. There, and I don't know if I should support that, how support their government by going to their country. Mm-hmm. But I really want to go there and Regardless. Singapore. And I want to do like basically Southeast things. Asia again. Yeah. That's my goal. I think you? mine will be, I do want to, I want to do a volunteer in Sri Lanka. That's yes. something I really want to do. I would love to go to Greece, but I feel like if I'm going to go to Greece. I got to go to at least four places in Europe because I've never been. So I'm going to put Santorini. that on the back burner. Yeah, it's Santorini. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've got to, I think I'm going to put that on the back burner. So I think like cheap wise, I would love to go since I'm going to Sri Lanka. Eastern Just Europe. do, no, it's Asia. Oh. Yeah. And you said Greece. Oh, no, 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 no. I was like, will Greece be on the back burner? So I'm just going to like focus on ah. Sri Lanka. Sri Lanka probably do like some Southeast Asia places because I think that would be really cool. I the last time I went there I was really young, so I haven't been there as like an adult, and I think that would be really fun. It's so fun, yeah, and it's so cheap. You go there for like two grand and survive for a couple months. Yeah. Also, I would love to go to Africa. Yes. That's some place I really want to go, but I want to go everywhere. Yeah. You know? The only thing is you have to wait when the political climate is good for these countries. Yeah. Some exactly. places just turn into war like a snap of a finger. Yeah, real quick. It is real right now. Yeah, yeah. That's a place that I would like to visit. Yeah, it looked gorgeous. But I would love to go there. Not when there's rockets flying all over the fucking place. No, over a thousand. So, like, nice. honestly, prayers up for those people because... Mm-hmm. Stop fighting. Yeah. <laughs> Innocent people dying. It's bullshit. Yeah, On kids, both sides. women, men. It's insane. Um, well, well <laughs> on a... Better note. Hopefully this made you all feel like you want to travel again and get you excited. The vaccination numbers are going up. Yeah. So hopefully this is going to be over soon. I know. And then after this, you guys can go at your heart's desire and just like, fuck it, leave and go away like little little butterflies. (laughs) Little butterflies. (laughs) Little little butterflies. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what accent that was. That's from Bugs Life. 
Oh, perfect. You got my Disney all there up. There you go. Home. I got it. Um, I got that one. Well, yeah. Once again, hope that you really like this episode. Follow us. Follow us, guys. Follow us at Bitch I'm Not a Therapist on Instagram. Also, review and rate um, our podcast. Give us a rating. Give us a five star. Give us a four star. No, no, but give us a five star. Give us a five. And if you don't, I'm going to find you. Mom. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, yeah, don't forget to follow and subscribe on Spotify and Apple. You can find us also on Amazon Music Mm. and Stitcher and Radiohead. Some shit like that. Anyways, (laughs) my name's Bea. And my name's Dylan. And we'll see you next Monday, guys. Bye. Bye bye. Bye, Sean.